Video Gamer Podcast number 425. I am Josh Wise, as I continue to be, and I'm joined by Richmond Walker. Hello. Hello. How are you? I can't believe we're wrong. Sorry, I should have waited for the answer first. You're all right. <laughs> yeah, you it's all pleasantries. Get that out yeah. of the way. You're right. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't believe we're a quarter of the way to 500 already. It's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. We, we set 500 as the big goal, and um, and then and then we'll try and come up with some sort of because we failed with 400 miserably, obviously. So we'll we'll come up with a big celebration. For I 500. mean, 500 half a millennium. I mean. It's huge. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, maybe we could we could see if we could get I don't know like Robbie Williams on it or something. No thanks. He could, si- he could sing Millennium. Oh no, no he's a- I'm good. <laughs> You're not a fan of Robbie? No. Oh yeah, you don't you don't like his music, do you? I forgot no. about that. No, I don't. Unbelievable. Not su- I'm not sure uh, Robbie Williams even likes his music. Really? Mm. I think he must do. Who? Nah. You can't do. What was that song he did where the video was? He was on a racetrack. I don't know. He was like a race car driver in the old days of Formula One. It was a good video. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what are we talking you, about? You don't like him, do you? Are you uh, a fan? Not re- I like a couple of his songs. That one on the racetrack, although maybe how much I like it is being tested right now because I can't remember what it is or how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the sign of um, a track but you love. I... I do remember that video and loving it loads. He's got sideburns in it. In fact, oh, yeah. I reviewed one of his albums with Cullum on one of our extra podcasts because uh, Cullum's obviously a big fan of Robbie. Oh, um, yeah. I can imagine yeah. Cullum being a big fan of Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, that's his sort of thing. You know, hate Star Wars, love Robbie Williams. That's Cullum in a nutshell, isn't it? Well, hang on. He hasn't seen Star Wars, so he can't hate it, can he? Well, yeah. <laughs> But it's sort of an act of um, defiance against it that, that, you know, Yeah, it's like he's if you don't like something, you, you're not going to watch it. Yeah, he spurns Silliness. it. Silliness. I mean, we can have this out with him when we talk yeah. to him next. This is true. I was saying this to uh, to uh, my, my flatmate last night. Like I'm starting to get this for Hades because everyone keeps talking about it all the time. So oh. I sort of just get annoyed, and I'm just like, "Shut up! I'm not going to play Hades for like ten years if you don't shut." Because like people on Twitter, we got emails in for the podcast. People are like, "Oh, you got to play it for the," and we because we got it last year when it came out on the Switch for the for the game of the year. But there was so much stuff going on. Yeah. So I'm I'm sort of maybe I'll be like a like some sort of hater, a Hades oh, no. hater. It's not a good thing. It's not a good no. thing. Although, I, it, mm, I, I yeah. uh, have you cracked on <clears throat> with that? Have you are you on it? I uh, that, that's, that's always going to lure you. I was wondering if that was going to lure you back in. I haven't been back, but that's because I've had other things on. Like I've, mm. well, I've been firing up my DS, my new 3DS that I got for my birthday, and playing a, a bunch of that. And that's you know, a nice console. We got a few game review games on the go, haven't we? And stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff so, we can't talk about. Yeah, stuff we can't talk about. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to it in September when it's a bit quieter, perhaps. Mm. You've been playing Apollo Justice on your, in your ongoing quest to, uh, to 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 hunt down all of the Ace Attorney yeah. games. Yeah, I have seven of the eleven Ace Attorney games, so I think I'm doing quite well. <laughs> the one I'm worried about is um, Investigations Two. Is it the Miles Edgeworth one? Oh, the Edgeworth one. Yeah, yeah that's. I what don't if- know where to get that one. I th- Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if it even made it over here. Oh, you might have to import it for loads of quiche. Yeah, but then what am I going to do? I have to learn Japanese to play it. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. 
So that you might could do that. That would be a worthwhile pursuit. Imagine I would love Japanese. to learn Japanese. I'd love to, but mm. it's a big endeavour for one game, isn't it? Endeavour Morse. Unless, I mean, I could play the Yakuza games with the subtitles turned off. Imagine that. <laughs> yes. Maybe that could be how you'd learn Japanese, because you know Yakuza so well. You'd be like, mm. oh, I know what, I know what the, I get the gist of this. So I mean, know. I already know a couple of words, just sort of that I've picked up from playing mm. so much of them. But literally a couple of words, like no more than that. Yeah, the language there does consist of more than just a couple. So yeah, have to, it does. You know, yeah, unfortunately, I don't really think I'd get by in. if I went to Tokyo. No, no, no. Um, but you got a good yield. You got a good. Uh, I saw the pictures of your birthday yield. You got mm. uh, no time to die. Scale electric. Yeah. With yeah. with the DB five and. Something it's like a else, jag, a, a black jag. It's a jag. So I'm it's guessing there must jag. be one in the movie that chases him or something, mm. or vice yeah, versa. Which I've not actually seen that in the trailers, so I'm quite I excited haven't. at the idea that possibly the villain has a black jag. September the thirtieth, Josh. It's not far off mm. now. Oh yes, mm. I'm looking forward to that. I mm. am very much looking forward to that. That movie has the vantage in it. Yeah. So it does. So we, we, that's safe. We're going home with that. Whatever else happens, that's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's going to happen. Um. Right, it's about that time that we talk about what we've been playing. Um, although I've kind of already teased the fact that you've been playing Apollo Justice, but, you know. This we'll, seems we'll, like we'll a, to... a short intro this week, though. You're not worried about that? Leaving um, the, the listener kind of, uh, you know. Leaving them dangling leaving short. on personal affairs. Well, they, expect, yeah. they have a certain expectation of these intros, and I feel like if we're shortchanging them, we're not yeah, really fulfilling true, our though. remit. Yeah. Yeah, what else What else have we got going on, actually? Maybe this uh, is the problem. We haven't got much else going on right now. <laughs> so what, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Speaking of Bond, actually, mm. I went to the cinema to see Casino Royale because I saw oh, The World yeah. Is Not Enough a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm. And so I went back uh, with a friend of mine to see Casino Royale. I'm sort of like gradually hyping myself up for No Time To Die in September. Um, which is a process that I have taken, I've done twice now, and both of the other times it got delayed because yeah. of COVID. Um, so when it got delayed and, until now, until September, it was so far away when, I, when it first got delayed. I was like, right, I can't let myself get excited. But now I'm gradually starting to warm back up again. Um, a Casino Royale is an absolute cracker. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's It still is brilliant. It's I still think it's the best uh, Craig movie by, by a fair way. Um, um, yeah, I, d- I think I'd agree with that. It's kind of just raw, isn't it? It's pure. Mm, yeah, yes. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's still too long. Yeah, you mentioned that. It is. It yeah. is slightly overlong, yeah. I forget how long it is, and you're right, like, you get to the Venice bit, and you're like, oh, God. There's <laughs> <laughs> still loads of this to go. Yeah. yeah. When I watched it release <laughs> recently, during our Bond uh, watch-through, yeah, um, yeah, that was um, something that, yeah, happened to me as well. I was like, oh, God, yeah, this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it really does sort of take it out of you, and you think, oh, blimey, there's a, the, yeah, God, it's like another 20 minutes, another half an hour for this. I'll tell you what, that opening scene, oh, just oh, man. wonderful. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, was and still is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the best, probably the best gun barrel that, that Craig has done. If yeah. only because he keeps fucking the gun barrels in all of his other movies. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. Like he did the gun barrel for Spectre, but you can just see him holding the gun visibly. Like he doesn't try and hide it. He always messes up the gun barrel somehow. But but in Casino Royale, it worked and it worked gloriously. 
Do you know what? If I, if I if I was you know brought on to play Bond, which is mm. a possibility, um, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, I, I'd be great at the gun barrel bit. You reckon? I reckon I'd nail uh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You've got yeah. to do the sort yeah. of Roger Moore sort of hand, one hand up in the oh, air. Oh God! What? Yeah, he puts the one hand on to steady, yeah. grips the wrist with, the, with 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 one. Yeah, I mean that that's yeah. perfect. Roger Moore knew what he was doing, mate. Well, I I think Roger Moore's gun barrel is pitiful. No. I'm not. It, lo- it looks like, like he's like trying to negotiate having a trick hip. He's no. so slow and rubbish. Well, with I mean, it. well, he might have had one in his defence. He might have had one. It's true. <laughs> the best gun barrel is Pierce Brosnan, specifically in, t- in Tomorrow Never Actually, Dies. Actually, he's got a very good posture in he his has. gun barrel. He's got the, very upright, yeah. um, but crucially, like pretty much almost none of the other ones, he gets the whip right. Yes. He, he turns around with enough force. It's not slow, because yeah. Rogers was quite slow. I suppose, the guy, yeah, the sort of coattail flaps up with the speed of it. Y- exactly. Yeah, yeah yes. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where it's, you're coming from with that. It's good shit. It's good shit. And it's important to get that right. And Craig just looks weird. Well, yeah, it's very much laying out your stall as James Bond, isn't it? It's like, this is mm. the sort of Bond I am. This is who I am, yeah, from from the moment, unless they do a funky thing like they did in Craig where they don't show the gun barrel at the beginning. I think Spectre mm. was the only movie where they actually properly did the gun barrel at the beginning of the movie. I mean, just playing fast and loose <laughs> with the formula. I don't like it. It's, it's not good enough. It's that, also, as my friend pointed out, um, I believe uh, Craig's Bond quits in every movie. Does he? That's he hands in. It's, it's his resignation on the boat with Vespa. Mm. It's in Skyfall. Obviously, at the beginning, he just pretends to be dead for like years, uh, and then just drinks beer on a beach. Yeah. Um, Inspector, he quits at the very end, and but, I think in uh, yeah. Quantum, he kind of goes off. Uh, in Quantum, right. it's weird because at the end, he's like, "Oh, I never left." But it's actually, it's like, "Well, you, you've gone rogue for the like the whole movie," so he just, kind of kind of quits. As an employee, he's a bit of a liability, isn't he? I don't care how yeah. good he is, you'd sort of say, "Look, just." <laughs> It's not worth it. <laughs> a constant HR case. Yeah, I think. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh oh. Little holes in the top. Hundred percent. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know the stick. Hundred percent. Wow. You don't sweat. You smell great, as evidenced today. Mm. Uh oh. Hundred percent. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. What we've been playing, I've been playing some stuff, you've been playing some stuff. Playing mm-hmm. catch-up is what I've been playing. Um, I've heard of that one. What's that? Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Well, it takes the form this week of uh, Art of Rally, Ooh. Um, which you spoke about last week, and I finally caught up with. Uh, and it's a little bit tasty, to be honest with you. It's um, it's well, I told delicious. You that. I told you that, you did. didn't I? <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. You did. You warned me about that yeah. one, and you were right. Um it's a delightful game. Mm. It's it nails the the sort of quintessential rally rush, which yeah. is to say that brutal danger of slipping off the track. You know, sort of posed against the kind of risk reward thing of getting a lovely sort of handbrake turn power slide, which feels like one of the best things ever. Yes, but at the same time. It kind of strips away a lot of the stuff that you, you you'd cut. It's it's really simple. Like the graphics are very very clean and smooth and minimal. And the UI, the UI is very and nice. The, yeah, it is really nice. And it's it's like the camera angle. I actually played around with the camera a little bit, and you can oh. lower the camera to make it look 
more sort of at the road ahead, which did improve my cornering. But it's from that sort of funny lofty vantage where it's kind of floating above the cars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's just delightful. It's a, it's it, it, and it's got that kind of micro machines feel as well because of the camera, like because of how high yeah. it is. You sort well, of that's a line like, from my review, isn't it? It's like micro machines left the breakfast tables behind and grew up. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. It damn well is. Yeah, that's probably why it was going around my head. Oh, you go. Having read your review, I was like, oh yeah, shit. He's, <laughs> he's only gone and bloody nailed it. Oh, cheers. Yeah, but um, no, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. The career mode's ace, but I haven't mm-hmm. done... I know you did a lot of the free roam stuff. I did, yeah. Sort of I, I like collecting things. Mm, yeah, and mm. they do... They do. It is... They do kind of execute it really well. Little photos that you can kind of get and then just kind of see the landscape yeah. and stuff. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, getting all the getting all the rally stuff. But yep. um, what was your favourite car when you played with it? Ooh, I quite liked the uh, the kind of riff on what the... What is the Alpine in real life? Mm. You know the Alpine. Oh bloody hell! Yeah. <clears throat> I know what you I'm mean. Struggle. I know you, know what what mean. you know which one I mean, yeah. I know which one you mean, but I'm rubbish with those. Uh, yeah, I know. Obviously, the Escort Cosgrove thing, the Esky. Yes, well, that's a, I mean, that's a reliable. That's a car. classic. Yeah, classic. My favourite that I'm playing with so far is it's, the. Um, sorry, Josh. It's the Alpine A110. Is the original, I believe, uh, but in the game I nice. can't remember what it's called. Yeah, they've all got. Yeah. I like. I like the little names, like the minis, the meanie, and the esky. Yeah, it's good shit. But I uh, the the nine eleven, which is actually called the Das one one nine, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. With that engine right in the back, with the big fishtail drifts around the mm-hmm. lovely stuff, absolutely lovely stuff, and it's got that thing that sort of like Trials has, where you've got the quick instant restarts. Um, and it's just like, I love games that have a completely flat structure. Like, it's like, well, we have a career mode, and mm-hmm. you can progress through the career mode, and we'll sort of teach you about, uh, like, you know, rally history and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's all just races. It's just little races. So it's like, it never daunts you. You know, you, you're always, whenever I think about it, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just open my Switch and have a little race. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it's 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 like one of the better driving games I think I've played in ages in terms of like what it's what it's what it manages to capture like mm-hmm. about the sport in its oddly minimal little form. Yeah, um, it's, it's got it's it's very accessible as well. It's got some nice difficulty settings, and um, you can set the damage model, can't you? You can have it. Yeah, yeah. Be quite brutal, or you can have just no damage or a little bit of damage. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd sometimes yeah. just set the difficulty to novice, and just enjoy oh, really? enjoy it, you know, mm. instead of really torturing myself. <laughs> I've left it on just. I think it's just the normal standard. Is yeah, the, is the yeah, no, but it's not too bad. Good. You know, I've, yeah. I've sort of come first in in a couple of the couple of the career like tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. When novice, um, you can afford to make a couple of mistakes and it not cost you the whole thing. <laughs> I think yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. that recover button's quite good, where it just takes a cheeky five seconds off you, but it puts you back on the yeah. track. I feel, it's really funny, like, I've done, like, a huge 7.8-mile track, and I've been doing really well, but I've, like, fucked it massively on, like, a corner right at the end. And I've thought to myself, oh, shit, I've just fucked the whole thing. Because I remember on playing Dirt Rally 2.0, if you did that, you could just fuck your whole run, basically, yeah. with, like, one bad corner. And on this, I was surprised, because I, I would, like, I'd completely screw it up. But I'd still be in first by like ten or fifteen seconds. 
Oh, really? So I was like, oh, okay. It's like, it's not, it's not super. Yeah, I think maybe like on the one, the difficulty after normal is sort of when it starts to become particularly, I don't know, nasty. Yeah. And punish- the, the handling is, is punishing no matter what you do. But that's a good thing, I think, in rally, to sort mm-hmm. of learning the weight of the cars and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does it make your kind of, when you, if you think of the best, like, all the racing games of this year that you've played, was Dirt this year? I don't, Dirt 5? No, 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 it's last year. year. It's November. Because <clears throat> you really like that one, didn't you? Oh, it's great. I still dip into it. I still go back to it. It's mm. it's just brilliant. It's motor storm, basically, isn't it? I've said it before, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, it's like a motor storm game. It's it's glorious. If you haven't played Dirt yeah. Five yet, I mean, you you really uh, should. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I got it on the I got it on the on the Series X, and I I did dip in. When I was doing the review of that console, because I just sort of mm-hmm. wanted to see, you know, graphically and if it was a step up from the Xbox. I mean, even the Xbox One version looked stunning for that. Yeah, game. it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of miss miss race. Has this year been like good for racing games? I mean, I like Art of has, Rally yeah. actually came out in like 2020 on on PC, didn't it? Yeah, like, it on did. Steam. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just thinking in terms of racing games in 2021. Like, I can't remember you reviewing any this year. Um, well, apart from Art of Rally. Um, apart from Art of Rally, yeah. It was like the first Formula one, one I thought, oh, yeah. Formula ah, One 2021. Formula One, of yeah, course. Yeah, I mean, that's excellent as well. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it does seem like racing Seems games like, are Are we infrequent. missing a big one? Are I we missing know. like a big race, like World Rally? Have you done a World Rally Championship this year? No, it's not out yet. That's out, um, <sighs> yeah, later this year. Yeah, Dirt uh, 5 was probably the last big racing game as far as I can tell mm. you got Forza well, Horizon anyway. in November Forza the Horizon is one. coming up yeah. looking forward to that but yeah Art of Rally mm. top shit uh, you have been playing yep. uh, a couple of a couple of weird games or at least this one's spelt really weird Greek Memories of Azure but Greek is spelt G-R-E-A-K yeah because that's the name of your little hero little ah. elven fella called um no, yeah, called Greek, and he's a Kurine, which is the species right. of whatever, I don't know. Anyway, the, yeah. yeah, the story is these Kurines, they kind of ruled this kingdom in a peaceful fa- fashion. Kurine Bailey Ray. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and until these horrible uh, kind of nasty, I don't know, goblin fellas or something <laughs> called Erlags come and take over the kingdom of Azur. <laughs> And uh, yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to help your remaining sort of uh, compatriots build an airship so that you can mm. flee, escape. That's kind of weird. It's like Greek, but then also we're building airships. Is it like Greek mythology or is no, the guy's no. name just Greek? And it's that's just it? Greek with an A for no apparent oh. reason. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it from the beginning. It was like, this is sort of a, a, a little bit of an Ori clone kind of, because it's got Ooh. similarly hand-drawn and painterly environments I mean gameplay yeah. wise not that similar okay um, what's the sort of crux of the gameplay sort of run slash jump um, yeah you got a little double jump you can swing from ropes and things it's alright it's like a quite okay. a serviceable platformer hmm. but the problem hmm. there, it's got problems basically the problems come when you're controlling two characters um, so you're looking for your sister Adara and once you find her you can uh, solve puzzles with her and stuff, but you've kind of got to control them separately. 
and it gets a bit annoying and a bit fiddly and some of the puzzles are super fiddly and irritating um <laughs> yeah I, I feel like it's so very nearly a really good adventure game platformer mm. whatever you want to call it but it just mm. yeah there's something just it's like Not it's de- quite designed right. <laughs> it's designed to annoy like there's yeah. a, there's a, if you hold like the left trigger or the right trigger it locks the characters together kind of and oh, they, they okay. sort of jump simultaneously but she's got a different jump to him so he jumps oh, one way yeah. and then she jumps and sort of glides so you can't Ooh. do platforming together so you've got to platform with him first then with her and then get her to follow yeah. suit sort of thing. and then later the elder oh. brother joins in and he can't swim so he just flails about in water and dies <laughs> and he's like oh come on like, and the, yeah, the jump's sometimes that it weighty, and just, it's easy to misjudge a jump. And uh, I just didn't have a great time with it. I just found it really annoying. The boss battles as well are just a pain because Ooh, no. I mean, they jump about the screen everywhere, and you're supposed mm. to try and control two characters. If you leave one character idle, they're just vulnerable to getting hit. They don't, they won't move or do anything without oh. you. So it's like, well, no. <laughs> This ain't fair. It's just silly. I don't think so, no. Yeah, yeah so I lost a load of boss battles just because I wasn't looking after the other character. I was trying to, you know, do it with one character and then the other character would get stomped on. Ooh. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it annoyed me, basically. That's just, It's doubly a shame when it st- starts off good and then mm. sort of turns, you know, like, like, like the Ascent, right? Yeah. Where it's like... Oh, for sort of three hours, this was cool. But then, yep. you know, things go downhill. Yes, yeah, But you've been having a bloody good time with Apollo Justice so far. So I I'm, 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 I am pleased with that. Do you agree with me mm-hmm. that something kind of leaks out of those games when they're on home consoles? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do, actually. I didn't before because that's all I knew kind of thing. I played the uh. first three Ace Attorney games on Xbox. Um, of course. Finished them all. And uh, yeah, I love the art. I love seeing the art in high definition and all of that stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's a real plus, yeah. And it's great. And you know, you still get the essence of those games in full on a con- proper console. But mm. yeah, on the DS, yeah, they just work, don't they? They were clearly made for that platform. It's funny because it's almost like you get the essence of the, of the games on the console. Mm-hmm. But when you play them on the DS, you sort of get the essence of the console in the games. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's kind true. Of like, yeah. You sort of get a bit of both. You you get that stuff, but then you think, I don't know, I always sort of thought it belongs on that because it's nice to sort of be able to sort of snap it shut like it's a, like yeah. a, a sort of bat- battered paperback and, and also to take it with you to places, you know, sort of yeah. dive in on the on the train or, or you know, wherever you may be. Well, but, yeah, it's just, but you're you, actually you hunting can... down... Oh, I am trying to hunt. Well, I'm just saying it's nice that you can just suspend the game and save it whenever you want as well. Mm. It's just designed for that pick up and play and then put it down whenever you want kind mm. of thing. It's it's great. It's yeah, perfect. DS. And I I've fair. never played um what what have I played? Like I've played the Phoenix, I've played Phoenix Wright trilogy and mm-hmm. now I've played the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah. But I've never played the obscure like there's Apollo Justice. There's Mile, there's Edgeworth Investigations, yeah, Miles like Edgeworth, sort of yeah. multiple spin-off, and then there's like 
Professor Layton versus... Yeah. No, wait, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which I'm trying to get mm. hold of. This is the mm. thing. I'm trying to collect them all. I've, I've determined that there are 11 mainline kind of ones and spin-offs and stuff. Huh. I think Investigations 2 is going to be impossible to get hold of. Right. Uh, well, just because it was... Was it never released here? I don't think it, I don't think it made the journey west, no. Huh. Um... And yeah, the other two are going to be expensive. Edgeworth Investigations and uh, the Leighton one. Uh, the other two you can get digitally o- digital only, which was a mm. bloody right pain on the DS to figure that all out because they oh, don't take yeah, credit yeah. cards anymore. So you, you, Oh, you've got to get the cash card token thing. Well, you either do that, you either go to a shop and buy the, the eShop token things, vouchers or whatever, mm. or you put credit on your Switch account and then merge your funds, which <laughs> isn't as easy to do as you would think. You can't oh, I do it on the DS. Faff. It's yeah, yeah, it's a real faff. It took me ages to figure it out. Yeah, I do remember setting up the 3DS when I bought it and thinking, "Oh wait, it's a different account to the Switch account, mm-hmm. but I can merge the money in both accounts." Yeah. But I have to. But yeah, it, it it was a weird. And also, I think can't you just like. You could only put money on in, in increments of five. Like, you could uh, put five yeah, pounds, ten... It's, I think it's kind so. of a weird... Well, mm. I think it might, it might even go five, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five or something stupid, then thirty. <laughs> Maybe. I might be wrong about that, but yeah. The annoying thing is, as well, I put twenty quid on and I bought Jewel Destinies, and mm. now I have a stupid penny left in my account. That I, What am I supposed to do with that? It'd be good if we had games that were like penny sweets, but yeah. like penny games. Penny game, yeah. Little penny just, games. Uh, let me use a credit annoying. card. Why? Why did they strip that functionality out? They don't want your money. It's as simple as that. Well, but, but, I um, mean, they do, but bloody hell, you have to really work to give them the money. <laughs> you have to work to give it to them. Yeah. And you're after me going down to Kingston to the CEX to get you... Um, <laughs> yeah. What was that one? They've got a copy of... Um, uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, but I need to know whether it's in good nick and it's got the manual. And all yeah, that. this is this is the funny thing. Like, I'm not that near Kingston, really, but mm. you want me to go down there, and you don't even definitely want me to bite. You want me to go down there, report Check. on its condition. I mean, if I like, if I'm I some were... sort of rare book dealer or yeah, something. exactly. Then, if I weren't yeah. lazy, I'd, I'd phone him up. But I, I hate phoning <laughs> places up. I have a phobia yes. of talking on the phone. Like, if uh, we get takeaway pizza and we're phoning for it or something. Elise has to do it because I don't like it. Because <laughs> past experiences, I can't hear them. They can't hear me. It's just a horrible... Oh I don't like God. it. I don't know what it is. It's not even That's like an anxiety funny, thing or anything. It's just... I just don't like it. You don't like it. You're mm. old school. What What was the game? The Kingston one you wanted? <laughs> the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Oh, the Professor Layton one. So that's not even like the main... That that was like that was a spin-off, side... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to collect but them I all, guess... mate. I want to collect them all. Spirit yeah. of Justice next. That's, that's digital. Can get that easy. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get that Yakuza game on the PSP, Project no. K? So I've still got that bookmarked. But yeah. it's in Japanese only, so it's like, would I enjoy it? I don't you know? know. You might do. You might enjoy the gameplay. I, I don't know yeah, what maybe. the story's saying on that game. I saw someone on Twitter had that and uh, Kenzan as well. So I was like, oh. Yeah, again, Kenzan's another one that's not been localised. And in. But there have been rumours, haven't there, that they might um, do sort of uh, Kiwami versions of those. Yeah, that's those are the rumours. And there's also mm. Dead Souls as well. Well, I've got that. Um, I've got, I do have own Have you that. got that? Yeah, it's, um, oh, okay. yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, I don't know whether to actually um, 
fire that up and start playing it. Is it? Has it, has it been localised, Dead Souls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Of The End in Japan. And it came over here as Dead Souls, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair dues. Right, listen, get your news helmet on. I'm firing up the cannon. That felt like a weirdly fragmented what we've been playing. Somehow. Um, well, if it felt weirdly fragmented to the listeners, it's mm. because we're playing other stuff, but we can't talk about it. Yeah, we're kind of um, <laughs> grasping for things to... It's in that. It. It's in those in between weeks where it's like, ooh, can't talk about that till next week, which mm-hmm. is annoying because I'd like to talk about it now. But I've been catching up on this other thing over here. So well, I deliberately you know. played Apollo Justice to try and, you know, <laughs> fill the void <laughs> to get that insight into the pod. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the listeners will be loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, they'll they'll cast their uh, judgment on it. Oh, nice one, Josh. I yeah. need news. Can you get, can I have some news, please? Can you yeah, load your news cannon? Yeah, don't worry, I'll load it up. I'll load oh, it up. Cheers, cheers. I, I, I have a jingle first. Have you ever tried to load a spread? The spread's so good. The spread's so good. It's basically, they thought, why not sort of mush up the biscuits, the biscuits, and turn it into a spread? That's mad. News. This week on the news agenda. Mm. Uh... Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy, reportedly on the way uh, from Rockstar. Bit of a doozy, this one. Yeah. Do you do you want that? I do, but for me, it's um, it's a tricky issue because I won't play any GTA that has music cut out of it. Exactly. And I mean, GTA Three is not about... an issue, is it? That, no, GTA Three is fine. Scarface that's, soundtrack, they can get that. That's all there. That, well, I think they, but they did the like because the, the majority of the music on three was so small. They were actually real, but there were there was some real uh, bands on there. They weren't like made for the game. It is a licensed soundtrack, but whatever they did on three, they seem to just pay for the license indefinitely. Whereas with mm-hmm. all, from Vice City onwards, they paid for the music licenses for ten years. Right. Um, okay. So which reminds me, actually, I've got a replay GTA Five before twenty twenty three because. Was that when the licensing runs out? Yeah, that if they've well, if they've done the ten year thing again, which they usually do. But anyway, everyone's talking about these graphics and stuff, and it's like, yeah, fine, that interests me less. But I'm not gonna play. And people think I'm daft on this. I was talking to a mate of mine about um, GTA Four, mm-hmm. and uh, you you can play GTA Four on the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One, but it takes the music out. Yeah, so it's like. As far as I'm concerned, it's just not back compat. Then I mean, if it's back compat, but it rips out, you know, all the way to David um, Bowie. Then it's, well, the way to know. safeguard against that surely is to have the disc right and play it offline no. on your 360. No, oh yeah, on the 360, sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you yeah. can't do that on the new console. Yeah, yeah. The bottom line is you just can't do it on the new console. You have to have yeah. Um, unless if you installed GTA 4. On your mm-hmm. ex- poss- it's possible on an Xbox One if you installed GTA 4 before 2018 in April, um, and you and you manually turn down the patches that they try to do, you turn right. turn auto update on your machine off. Then you can still do it that way, but you could, it's impossible on a Series X because it doesn't play the games off the disc. It down downloads them once you put the disc in. So fucked it. Ugh. Um, 
but yeah. So anyway, this is according to uh, I think it started in in Kotaku. So it's the three PS2 era GTAs, GTA's three, Vice City, and San Andreas are being worked on at Rockstar Dundee. Um, they'll be released for a multitude of platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. Um, sources claim that the remasters are being done in the Unreal Engine with a mixture of old and new graphics. Sounds a lot like those fan-made things like Unreal GTA and stuff, mm. but obviously Rockstar put the kibosh on those legally. Uh, and, you know, maybe because they knew that they're actually working on their own one in the, what about, you know, for the pipeline. What about voice acting? What's the kind of um, deal with that in terms of legality well, and licensing? That, that was... The voice acting was created for the game, so I, I suppose, don't think yeah. that the licenses run out on voice acting. I think no, it's, okay. it's usually just music, like licensed music. I just wondered, like, if they'd, ha- they'd have to receive royalties again for all the actors. Oh, or I, something. I think they will. Yeah, no, I think they. W- I think the actors involved will still receive. Yeah, because that was the problem with GoldenEye. Of course, was that it was basically ready to go on XBLA. But mm-hmm. the reason that they couldn't do it, I think, was to do with the soundtrack and to do with the money that were, would be required to send royalties to all of the... I think it was the person who composed the soundtrack would need a lot <sighs> more money. And it wasn't cost-effective <clears throat> for someone, you know. One of those fiddly things. Mm. Um, apparently, these these were going to be um, for people who got GTA Five and GTA Online on the next-gen consoles. Uh, apparently, these ports were supposed to be offered as a bonus for the people that bought them, which is oh, kind really? of an amazing, amazing bonus. Yeah, but that's then, pretty major. Because of COVID, um, a decision was made to release them earlier this year, um, but then plans changed again, and then the PC and the and the and the mobile versions may may slip slip into next year. Um, hmm. But yeah, Rockstar reportedly focusing on uh, developing for all of the consoles, uh, and it's they they're looking at late October this year to release them. If it's uh, this sounds... is still re- reportedly, mm. I don't think it's been officially confirmed. But I don't. That sounds weird. You think they'd just announce them out of the blue and then? They'd be out in a couple of months. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's an yeah. odd one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it is an odd one. I'm I'm all up for certain mod cons like, you know, eliminating loading times, because yes. that's actually amazing. If you could make <coughs> the Vice City and uh, GTA 3 seamless, because yeah. obviously in those games, when you cross the bridge, you get a loading screen. I think they got rid of that for San Andreas, though, which was cool. Oh, did they? I don't remember. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because you could like fly to San Fierro. Yeah, I think they got rid of those loading screens for San Andreas. San but, Andreas was yeah, it, a hell of a feat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah they, it was if, seamless if if we're remembering rightly. If we're remembering right, I think it pretty much was. Yeah, and if mm. they're if they're updating stuff like water effects and stuff, that'll make like Vice City look amazing. But yeah, yeah. as I say, as I say. It it doesn't matter if they don't if they if it's missing songs it's just not the same game and I I guess I'll play it but it's it's just not the same yeah you know, I get really militant about that sort of thing yeah no I I I totally understand yeah yeah this sucks I wish they'd do licenses that don't like run out I know do you know what I want though as well I mean if they're gonna mm. be making this GTA compilation I, I mm. think I want a GTA one two and GTA London. Remaster and like 1969. Yeah, exactly. Just give them a bit of an HD spruce up and chuck them out as well. Why not? I like having whole collections. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you can get those for free off Rockstar's website. Amazing. Can you? Yeah. If you just go on Rockstar.com, I mean, it means playing them on the PC. But you can get one, (laughs) two, London 1961 and 1969. I think just for free off the website. Blimey. 
It's kind of amazing. I did not know um, that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what else is good stuff. Or actually, I don't know how you feel about this one. But Call of Duty Vanguard got yes. its first trailer. Um, this is the kind of thing where it was like, the, it's World War Two, but it's what it's a what if scenario where the war kept going into the 1950s. I think is the premise. Is that really the premise? Well, it was a while ago because I, I remember reading this story to you, and you were like, um, eh. "Yeah, it rings a bell now that you mentioned." But it. now I watched the trailer. I don't know because well, the trailer didn't really give anything away. It was just no. pre-rendered stuff on a beach, and then a load of faces started to appear in the scenery, which is kind of weird. I don't really I, know what they were going for, but. I don't understand a game like Call of Duty doing that. Like, you know, that the truth is stranger than fiction, man. There's like enough World War Two stories they could draw upon. <laughs> to, they don't need this yeah. alternate reality thing. Well, let leave that to Wolfenstein. You know what I mean? Let them yeah, do yeah. that. It like it's uh, no. Although I'd be interested to see with Call of Duty when Call of Duty does something. It's kind of interesting to see how certain things would be done in a game like that. Uh, like, for instance, in Black Ops Cold War, mm-hmm. there was a really cool mission in the Lubyanka building where you were sort of sneaking around trying to yeah. steal computer card keys. And I remember playing that and thinking like, oh, this is what like Dishonored would be like if it was made by the people who make Call of Duty, you know, which <laughs> yeah. is to say highly lubricated, very, very stripped down, very simple, but mm-hmm. actually very blockbuster very charming very sort of smooth and i don't know i mean i hear what you're saying but i do also think but i would like to see how the call of duty people would would approach that because obviously it's not going to be wolfenstein is basically a comic book in comparison to it's pulp isn't it basically it's pulp it's pure pulp and they love that and the people that love it love it and i totally get that but i mean if it is to be a sort of slightly sensible or sort of slightly more grounded take on if it continued into the 50s, it might look like this. But who knows? I, I, I don't know. The the trailer, that I know that was talked about a few months ago. I don't actually know if that's guaranteed to be to be the premise. It was shown, the, the footage in the trailer was just like a war-torn beach and mm. some barbed wire trenches. Yeah. Um, and so, but it, it didn't really give it. Apparently, there's, the, the game's going to be uh, properly revealed in Call of Duty Warzone later this week. So, yeah. you know. That's how we do reveals now, apparently. That's how you do reveals. Mm. Head into also, isn't this one Sledgehammer? It is, yeah. Sledgehammer games. I'm always, always going to be interested in what in 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 what they're doing because the campaign to Call of Duty World War Two was like the best COD campaign I've played in years. What I will say though is, as a caveat to that, is that this will be the first Sledgehammer games Call of Duty without Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry um, guiding the thing. So. You know, but they're a talented studio. You know, we'll see. They are. We'll have they to are. give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. It is a good point. Um, so you know, yeah. we'll see. C- cinematic that campaign. I was mm. all over that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. A little bit weird. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes from a report via VGC. Uh, the Outriders developer, People Can Fly, mm-hmm. uh, says it hasn't earned any profits uh, despite the Game Pass deal uh, with Outriders. Um, it's claimed so. People can fly has claimed that it's not received any royalties from Square Enix during the game's first quarter sales, which has led the studio to assume that the game has not yet been profitable because Square Enix recoup all of the costs of production, marketing, development, all of that stuff, and then when they've recouped that, 
that's when people can fly, start to get profit, and you know the money yeah. starts coming in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, but apparently there was there was three and a half million unique players when Outriders launched, of which, of course, me and Rich, me and Richmond were one of them with yes. producer Dan as well. Yes. A good game, a troubled law. Well, say a good game. Solid. There were bits of it, it solid, I liked. It? it was solid enough from and a gameplay standpoint. Out, yeah, we're not talking about uh, the story. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the story is a is. is the story is what the medium of storytelling in video games should aspire to be. It was a masterpiece. It was an instant <laughs> game of the year contender. But oh, yeah, 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 from, yeah. from a gameplay standpoint, you know, fairly unremarkable. I maintain it had juicy headshots, and I will always maintain well, that, because good headshots yeah. should always be recognised. Yeah, I mean, I, I will give you that. What I will say is that I found it to be quite repetitive, um, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, no, um, yeah, that's yeah. totally fair. Yeah, I, 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 am <laughs> I am with you on that one. And although, sure. you know, you, you believe the story to be a masterpiece. Well, Yagak. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, Yagak. The villain of the game was Yagak, yeah, who, I, for me, is one of the best characters. <laughs> certainly one of the best villains in recent yeah, memory, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mean, like Vast in Far Cry 3, right? Yeah. You know, Mark Hamill's Joker in the Batman games. Yeah, yeah he's up Andrew, there. Andrew Ryan, and then Yagak, somewhere <laughs> somewhere near the top of the list. Um, yeah, three and a half million unique players recorded in its first month. Mm. Uh, partly, well, in a big way, I, I think, though I, I don't have the... But I'd imagine that the Game Pass thing greatly helped. Um, you would think. Partly thanks to the to an Xbox deal, which day mm-hmm. one on Game Pass, but uh, people, people Can Fly claimed in an investor note on Tuesday um, that it was due royalties for, uh, from sales of it. As I say, after that they've been recouped by Square Enix, but it hasn't received any yet, which led them to believe uh, that the game is not. Um, who said this? This was said by CEO Sebastian Wojciechowski. Said uh, we do not have any sales figures for Outriders. We estimate sales to be, to be between two and three million copies, and we assumed that this result would make would make the project profitable already in the first quarter. But the lack of payment from uh, from the publisher probably means that, in Square Enix's opinion. This is not the case. The CEO went on to speculate that the reason uh, for the lack of those royalty payments could be due to elements of Square Enix's deal uh, to, to, to put it on Xbox Game Pass. It's possible that the ex- executive could be alluding to that. He said, uh, the lack of royalty payment may have been determined by some elements of Square Enix's sales policy, the details of which we do not know, um, such as partnerships concluded by the publisher with distribution platforms or entities offering the Outriders game as an add-on to their products. So yeah. it's an interesting thing because like Outriders was one of the really really big triple a banner games that was sort of game past day one it's important to note as well it does not have like microtransactions does it uh i don't think it does but what we'll say is i've not really seen kind of much in the way of support for this i think they've just been trying to fix it right and i don't know Uh, that it has been fully fixed i don't what what's come out in terms of support for outriders or am i in terms of content i i'm not sure because with those sorts of games i tend to fall off them pretty quick and unless it's i mean i know for instance you stuck with like marvel's avengers a little bit longer because you well recently you played the battle for wakanda dlc and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. um but i fall off these things quite quick and so i know that the people could fly were working on on fix and i and I remember hearing like a couple of weeks after launch, people were like, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty good now. It basically just works now. But in terms of, you know, sort of content add-ons, I'm not sure. There may well have been some. Well, um, I've written nothing you about think... it since May. So uh, mm. unless I've missed something, that there's just mm. been bugger all. 
Yeah, but you'd think the main thing is if you if you've got between two and three million copies on the go, that according to the CEO sort of should be enough to recoup costs. But it's it's interesting that the that, that well, he's positing that it could well be the Game Pass deal um, that's meant that that hasn't happened, which is an interesting because we haven't really seen. I, you know th- that kind of thing w- with what Game Pass has had yet. It's an interesting side to the publishing deal that I guess we don't have well, insight into what that would be. Who's to say that without Game Pass it would have found its audience? I mean, exactly, that, it's that a double-edged like sword. It's, it's instrumental like, in mm, yeah. It's, it's sort of like a poison chalice. It's like without us, you're not going to get two to three million, but mm-hmm. with us, you may well get that. But you may not recoup your costs because of it. It's sort of like a sort of. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a catch twenty two. It's yeah, like yes, I I suppose we would take the deal because two to three million uniques is good. However, that deal could well be why we have not yet received any profit from the game. Super interesting. I don't know. Mm. We'll kind of wait and see on that one. Speaking of Marvel's Avengers, uh, Spider Man, Pete oh, Spider Man, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, apparently still scheduled to uh, to to go in that game this year. Says Crystal Dynamics. I'd forgotten about that, but he was on his way over there. I hadn't because um, I hear he about it in the comments often. Ah, right. Dis- disgruntlings. Yeah. Disgruntlings, yeah. Mm. Apparently, DLC senior game designer Scott Walters was speaking mm-hmm. to Screen Rant, uh, asked for an update on Spider Man. Um, and he said, quote, In terms of what we can say now, uh, we've always scheduled and looked to bring Spider Man out in 2021 for PlayStation owners. He said, That's still on track, so we'll have more announcements later this year. So, it's still coming. He's still swinging his way over, so mm. yeah, everyone calm down. He's mm-hmm. he's he's you know he's making his webby way over. Um, yeah, are you excited? Are, you're not that uh, excited. I I just content like this. I don't like being a platform exclusive. It feels a bit grubby. <laughs> it takes like me back it. to the Soul Calibur days of like yeah. Link was in the Soul Calibur on GameCube. What was it like? Spawn was on the Xbox One, and Hihachi was on the PS2. Yeah. One. <laughs> It's like, I don't like that sort of locking off of content to a, a specific platform. Mm. Um, no, it just kind of sucks. And I can understand yeah, why people I, are upset about it, you know? People are going to be like, yeah, there's a cool character that you can that you can only play with, I don't, you know... I mean, whatever, arguably the, the most iconic Marvel character. He's come into this game, but you can only play it on a PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you're an Xbox person... That's like you know mud in your eye, isn't it? Yeah, that's that is sort of rubbish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's dems the breaks. It's 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 a, it's a it's a tough one, really. If I cared about Avengers, did you did did you like that? Because you said the Battle for Wakanda thing was it was good. It was interesting. It was well done. It was well. Good... I mean, it only came out today, so I haven't played it fully. But I did a preview, mm. didn't I? Um, a it preview. looks good. Yeah, well, from mm. from what I've seen of it, it looks great. Um, yeah. It they are supporting be, um, that game quite well, aren't they? Well, they are, yeah, because everything's been free as well, so, you know. I That's mean, nice. Yeah, you, you don't have to pay for anything. I mean, there are microtransactions, but it's for sort of cosmetic stuff that, you know, if you really love, I don't know, say, an Iron Man armour or a Captain America outfit, then sure, buy it if you <laughs> yeah, want it. Yeah. You don't have to have Well, I, I just like um, Hulk's loincloth. That's the main thing that I want well, to make sure. Well, I mean, that's you know. unlockable in-game, isn't it? <laughs> Loincloths of multiple colours. Yeah, but there could be all sorts of loincloths that are fenced off with cash that I'll be willing to pay for. So you know. Well, I'm rocking the uh, Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk armor. Oh, very nice. In my very game nice. at the moment, that's what I've got going on. Very nice. And I didn't pay for it either. 
well, unlocked yeah, in-game. I, I, I'm curious to sort of... I, I, I sort of thought the other day, maybe I'll fire up Marvel's Avengers at some point. But then I think it's about what, what it consists of. The story, huh? the story was great. And I, I think the end game isn't as terrible as we thought. I mean, it's, it is repetitive, but playing co-op, get a four-player band it together seems if you can. Like, it's, yeah. it's better, much better. <laughs> but then what game like isn't much better game. with, you know? Oh, that's true, Other yeah. players, as we've said well, many times. Hood Outlaws and Legends isn't any better. That um, being an exception, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> And actually, even then, it probably is better than playing on your own. But, you know, there you go. I can't imagine playing Um, that game alone. I don't think it's possible, is it? Wasn't that just exclusively co-op? I think you're right, yeah. Um, But, yeah, the thing with Avengers is, I imagine it's just pretty good if you nip in every now and again. If like, because you're right, like the actual objectives and stuff were just dull. If you did too much of it, it'd just be, eh. But... If you sort of dip in, you know, maybe once a month, do a few things, poodle about. I don't remember the story being particularly good in Marvel's Avengers. Was the, I remember the campaign was decent enough. No, the story was, was, was the, decent. It was good. It was, you know, it's Miss Marvel's story and it was, no, it was cool. I, I liked it. I remember it. a big, big-headed sort of goblin fella popping up at the end. Modoc, mate, not a goblin fella. Well, mm. I think you that wasn't sort great. of um, like it better if you know the comics and know those characters. Yeah. Like I know a bit so. about Modoc, so you know, I was like, Oh cool, Modoc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, like, when I got when I, got I was like playing through that game as he started to sort of, you know, rear his head, pun mm. intended. Um <laughs> not much else to rear with him. But I remember thinking, What the fuck is this? <laughs> But the rest of the plot, some of the character-driven stuff was cool, though. Like, you know, Tony Stark was all sort of stressed and and possibly drunk at his house because, you know, all the Avengers were outlawed. The beginning half was good. It was towards the end of that campaign, I was sort of like, I don't, yeah, it didn't feel, I don't know. No, I dug it. I thought it was a a good Marvel story. I thought it was decent, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Re remastered mm. collection, mm-hmm. which you may or may not be excited about. No, uh, you're not. You're not a big fan of Life is Strange, are you? Uh, I, I liked the first one. I'm just. I'm bored of it now. Just yeah, me stop too. It. There's a load of it. It's too yeah. much of it. Yeah. Um, delayed into early 2022. Uh, yeah, d- developer Whatever. Deck Nine announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said uh, quote. Ongoing challenges, worldwide pandemic, alleviate additional pressure, giving the team more time between True Colours and Life is Strange Remaster Collection. But there was some good news. Well, hold on. Studio Isn't True Con- Colours don't nod? Uh, so aren't they separate uh, development teams? Like, I mean, That's true, yeah. But I mean, I'm quoting yeah. directly here, but you've got well, a point. Maybe they um, pull together a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. What what work is True there to Colours. do on remastering Life is Strange? No. I think True Colours is Deck Nine, because I remember going, oh, but it is the guys that did Before the Storm, and that was actually really good. I, yeah, I think True Colours is actually Deck Nine, you know. Um, yeah, you're right. It is. Oh, yeah. So have Don't Nod kind of um, passed on They're Life probably, is Strange now? They eight. might well be working on like Life is Strange 3 or something, no. right? Because... They better not be. What I want is Vampire 2, mate. Vampire 2, the return of Jonathan Reed. Yeah, yeah. That was a, you know, that had potential, that game. If they could spend more time and make a, you know, tastier, big vampire Mm. game. Oh, Mm. yeah, there's something something about that game. Fangs for the memories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but 
for fans of um, Steph Gingrich from Before the Storm, who's one of the one of the supporting characters. Yes, they said it's releasing DLC for uh, for True Colors entitled Life is Strange Wavelengths, which will star Steph Gingrich, uh, and it'll launch on September thirty. So same day as No Time to Die comes out in the cinema. So I'll be busy. I that don't day. know. Which, I, yeah, I don't know which one to jump uh, <laughs> <print> for. <laughs> Yeah, fair place here. Um, this one ordinarily would not excite me that much, but it does excite me because it was the first video game machine I ever played in my life. The Amiga 500 Mini Retro Console has been announced, and it will include Worms, and it's out in 2022. So what do you make of that, Richmond Walker? Um, I don't think I have the same nostalgic attachment to the Amiga 500 as you do. So no, this was greeted with a, utter apathy by me. Uh, you're you're an Amiga Drive fan, aren't you? Exactly, exactly. Mm. No, I don't know. I don't remember playing anything on the Amiga 500. I don't know. Was well, IK Plus on there or something? I don't know. Some of, some of the stuff that they had that was really really good has all has also been confirmed uh, that it will be out. On, on, on this little retro doodad. So it's got Worms. It's yeah. got Simon the Sorcerer, which was great. It's got Zool. And it's got Another World, which is uh, which is classic. Which I've got on my inc- Xbox anyway, so well, not bothered now me. You can, pl- you can play it on the superior format, mate. So. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the Thea 500 Mini, to give it its full title. It's got t- an original-style two-button mouse. So you'll be loving that. Mm. Uh, Do the mouse buttons button. get stuck? I seem to remember those getting gummed up. <laughs> No, those about maybe maybe with you because you like to eat stuff and then no, play stuff I never owned your one. Hands. It would have been someone else's that I was playing on. Come Some on, grotty machine. I look after my Ugh. stuff, mate. You've seen my DS; it's in mint condition. Mint lovely. condition. Mm. Uh, well, there's an eight-button gamepad on this Amiga, so right, you'll be right. excited about that as well. Obviously, sure. I know how yeah, you yeah. like your, your eight-button pads. Uh, and the console keys—it's got little little keyboard. They're too small to actually type with, but you can pl- you can plug in your own USB keyboard should you choose. Outputs at 50 hertz, 60 hertz, 120 quid. Early 2022. 120 quid. Yeah, but That's... the advantage of this, as opposed to every single other classic mini, is that you can also just sideload your, your own games onto it via USB. So it's actually kind of mental. It like basically is an Amiga 500, whereas the other right. ones are like, it's this much money and there's 20 games and they're locked in there. This one is like, well, you could sideload your own games. So it's not only these games, but you're kind of buying, you know, a, a, well, an Amiga 500, I guess, in a way. I think 120 <laughs> quid's still a bit spicy, a little bit oh, spicy. I don't know. It's also it's it's the sexy factor. It's a little objet d'art for you. Oh well, uh, yeah. Again, if you have the nostalgic attachment to the nostalgia the drive, which yeah. which did not come as standard, it cost extra that you had to plug mm, in. Exactly. Mm. I don't have that. So, no, no. Yeah. But uh, you you by all means buy one, mate. Oh, but, I think uh, I will. Not for I'll me. lord it over you with my two button mouse, and I'll just shrug at you. <laughs> I think that mouse had a little. Do you remember when mice had balls in them? I do. Yeah, you have to take them out and the clean them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I used to like taking the little ball out and sort of seeing if it. But they didn't bounce. No, they were too heavy. Too heavy. Yeah. Like thump. Anyway, time for the quiz. So you know. Oh, good. Get, gear yourself up and uh, <laughs> see if you can win this time. Yeah. I won. Uh, oh no, I didn't win last time. Ne- no one won, did they? <laughs> Again, when no one well, wins, will... it's a failing of the quizmaster. So right, you know. no, we got listeners chiming in to claim it. So yeah, well, I don't believe them. All right. right. 
Okay, alright, well, are you guys ready? I personify a place, it's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And yep. I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like drawers. It's quiz time. We are joined by Matt from Upstairs. Hello, Matt from Upstairs. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've got a change of scenery because my internet's being shit. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feeling refreshed for the quiz. I'm, you know, I'm downstairs. Not upstairs anymore. That's a, that's a big oh, deal. Oh, yeah. Very out of character for you. I know. Very out of character. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it helps your game uh, because uh, did I think who won last week? Neither no, did you I think it was a draw. Yeah, no Excellent, one. excellent. Another rubbish That means the one. quiz master run, so makes me very happy. Right, mm. <laughs> clue number one. Both of you get 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 on your get your guns out, get your helmets on. Clue number one. Yeah. <clears throat> True. Oh, and for this one, remember, <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking for. Actually, no, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Right. Okay. Clue number one. True to my name, the weather is lovely. Just be careful when the sun goes down. Stop. Uh, Matt Lorigan. Uh, Sunnydale High from the PS2 Buffy the Vampire Slayer game. Uh, you'd need a title in there. Oh, shit. I uh, was going to say the same Slayer, thing. The game. Wait, so what, what's your full answer? Uh, Sunnydale High School from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the game. Incorrect. Okay. Hmm. Clue number two. My first appearance in a video game was in 2000, and there are six games in my series. Oh, that doesn't sound like Buffy then, does it? No, that's not going to be Buffy. Are there six Buffy games? It doesn't, doesn't that was a good sound guess, right to me. Um, yeah, thank you, Rich. Oh, well, because I sort of went to Sunnydale, but I can't remember the name of the Buffy game. Clue number three. For the game in question, I was built exclusively for the original Xbox. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, okay. Clue number four. I have been featured not only in games, but in a film and a TV series. Now, oh, wait, no. that so this does is, sound like Buffy. This is Buffy. It is, isn't it? What was the game called then? Uh, stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it Sunnydale from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Full stop. Was the game the the wrong bit? And this week's winner is Matt Lorigan. Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> you could have given that. And no way! It, it's the game. It is a game. <laughs> you get you're too strict. It got Sunnydale High School. Yeah, the first oh. time around, I didn't say Sunnydale. I I went. I tried oh, right. two different variations on the second mm, guess. Right, right. Mm, well, what I want to mm. know is, would you marry a robot? <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's an episode of Buffy, isn't it? Is it a robot? Yeah. It yeah. is indeed. Ted um, is the episode. It's in season two. Uh, one, true to my name, the weather is lovely. Just be careful when the sun goes down. Two, my first appearance in a video game is 2000, Buffy the Vampire Slayer for Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are six games in my series. The last game was on the DS in 2009. Oh, that's mm. late. <clears throat> yeah, it's really weird. Um, for the game in question, 
uh, just called Buffy the Vampire Slayer 2002. Yeah. I was built exclusively for the original Xbox. A weird little exclusive that you might not think yeah, of. Yeah, it was on PS2, wasn't it? I'm sure it came to PS2. No, the sequel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds, came oh. to everything. Oh, that was what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, but actually, that, that was quite uh, the, a good game, wasn't it? Didn't have quite. It was combat. okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was a decent, solid brawler. But mm. weirdly enough, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Xbox exclusive, was was quite a bit better. It had a better story. Yeah. Interesting. I guess they but, weren't because yeah. they were sort of they weren't made. I guess to tie in with like a specific release, they probably had a bit more time to actually like. Do they stuff did. With that, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They had, um, and they had one of the TV show writers worked on the uh, on the Xbox One as well. Okay. So, but yeah, Chaos Bleeds also quite good. But yeah, but well I'm Matt Lorigan. Well Thank you, Mitch Walker. You were both on the right track, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, if we can trust Rich, and he wasn't. No, just honestly, you know, I did think Sunny Dale was uh, the first clue. The weather, and you know, despite yeah. my yeah, it was, it was yeah, my thing went to Sunny immediately. But because I've been watching Buffy. <laughs> recently so it's fresh in my mind oh excellent Lovely. It, uh, it holds up in some ways in other ways not at all the uh, what's made you what what's made you like rewatch it absolutely nothing in particular you know <laughs> you just like desperately want something slightly comforting and there's something very 90s about it it's just a very enjoyable mm. late mm. 90s early noughties have you got uh, was it it's because it's on Amazon isn't it yeah 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 so about three or four seasons in at the moment uh, uh, nice yeah, yeah, it's good fun. I did a did a rewatch of that myself just last year. Oh shit! Sure. Okay, how did that go? Was it earlier this year? Oh, I liked it. Oh, it's seasons one to three, still the best, and it goes down fairly quickly afterwards. In my opinion. Yeah, I um, sort of get I get the feeling that it can't last that much longer. <laughs> it was always for me. It was always a high school story. Yeah. So like one to three when it ends in graduation, phenomenal TV. I mean, it's up there with the best TV. I've said this before on this podcast. You know, I think it's terrific. But there you go. But, fun fact, The Collective, who made those Buffy the Vampire Slayer games, they also made a really underrated Star Wars game, just Revenge of the Sith, the movie tie-in game, which was mm. way better than it like could have been. It was just mm. a decent, like, force-powered, you know, lightsaber swinging nice. game. And they were working on a Dirty Harry game for the 360 and the PS3. But oh, it was I cancelled. remember the Dirty Harry game. That was, like, <clears throat> yeah. a really cool... Yeah... Yeah, I remember seeing. Was it like a trailer or something? Or or either that, or screenshots in magazines or something. Mm. It was that era, wasn't it? Where you, in my head, that's way more vivid, and I probably only ever saw like two screenshots of it. But I'm like, oh yeah, the Dirty Harry game. Yeah, no, I I also remember it. They later on they became Double Helix games. The one of the original ones they did was Mark Echoes Getting Up. Oh, that was them as well. That was a decent little game too. It was, it what, was, what, what, which I guess you could say it was licensed because it was all about Mark Echo and his clothing mm, and mm-hmm. stuff, but it was an original story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like an original game idea, I guess. Yeah. Who was the who was the developer? <clears throat> the Collective. Uh, the Collective. Are they still about or are they, are they, are they gone? Do they no, go they, they turned into Double Helix and then Double Helix went under in, I think, like 2008 or nine or something like that. Bah. Okay. But um, yeah, but they were they were they were not bad. They did tie in stuff and license stuff, but they but they were actually just decent, as as Rich was saying earlier. Like Chaos Bleeds was good, I thought anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Buffy that just the original, the Xbox one was good, and that Revenge of the Sith one. But yeah, good yeah. shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. well done to Matt Lorigan. Thank uh, you. And we will we will see you again next week. But it's about that time that we get to the questions. 
Questions, theories, comments, and queries. Send them in. We'll talk about them. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, those Grinch Quan posters being whipped oh, up. Amazing, amazing, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. one from the first one from uh, Michael. First one from me. Would you first marry one. a robot? Yeah. It, well, <laughs> email in next week to Rich's quandary, which he's picked up from Loose Women. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, Loose Women on on mute in the background. During the recording Today's of topic podcast. of discussion: Would you marry a robot? Also, so. is can you be too nice? That was the other question. <laughs> so it's things Brilliant. to ponder. Never let it be said mm. that it's not hard hitting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, Michael says thoughts on the GTA remasters. He says I think I would need them to fully overhaul some of the mechanics on those games because they feel pretty ancient. And yeah. even back in the day, certain missions were overly hard mm-hmm. due to dodgy controls. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I agree. The big the big thing would be, I don't so much mind that because I've sort of played them. I played GTA 3 on the PS4 and it's still fine. Oh, they're, I mean, they're outdated, yeah, but I wouldn't be that fussed with them updating it. I'll tell you what, though. GTA 3 and Vice City, right stick camera control. Oh, yeah. Because it just, obviously that came in with San Andreas. Really? Yeah, so on Vice City and GTA 3, if you move the right stick, it goes first person and you look through your character's eyes. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But like only when they stand still. Like you have to, you can't, yeah, it's just like a little first person view with the right stick. It was a really cool mechanic. Did the right stick, could you sort of whip the view left and right a bit and it sort of jumped back? I can't remember. I need to go back to those games. Yeah, yeah, there's no oh, right stick, dear. no right stick control. That's and then Vice insane. City added uh, the crouch, but you couldn't move while crouched. So <laughs> San Andreas oh, was the San one Andreas, was... yeah, you could do a bit of stealth, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. the stealth that you kind of got from Manhunt and stuff. But yeah, thoughts on it, super up for it, but give me that music. If there ain't no music, then, then, well, then I'm you know, yeah. up for it. Especially, especially Vice City and San Andreas. I mean, music is absolutely integral to those two games, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem with three because, as I say, three is currently digitally available with its entire soundtrack intact. So right, I, right, I would right. imagine three would be okay. But mm. yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's to do with the identity of those games. It's vile. Yeah. But yeah, I'm up for it. Um, this one from Jim Trinker. Can I have my SM58 back? I need it for hammering nails. I've said before, Jim, you're not having it back. It's mine now, um, and, and that's the end of it. Uh, this one from Flashy. Uh, why are there so few pastry-based games? Everyone loves pastries. It seems like an untapped market. Rich, thoughts? Pastries, what? Will you make the pastries, or you are a pastry, or just involves pastries? I mean, In yeah, there capacity, is a dearth. Of any of those game types, I suppose. Steven's sausage roll was a big one. Was it? All right, well, you had to, you had to, to roll a sausage. To that, mm, that was that was a good one, but that's still only one game. It's a good mm. point. Yeah, I maybe know. I feel like there was a lot of pastry in Cooking Mama, if you remember those games. Sure, uh, Overcooked, um, I think, doesn't really do much in the way of pastry. Uh, that, that's well, a missed go. opportunity. There you go. Yeah, mm. yeah, agreed. Pastry. 
get it going on. Underrepresented, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one from Joseph Murphy. Rich, have you been playing the DLC for Streets of Rage 4? Because one of the new trophies is ridiculously difficult. You have to reach level 30 in survival mode, and I have only gotten to level 22 myself. Have you so, played the DLC, Rich? I did play it, yeah, but they hadn't activated the achievements at the time. So mm. I, I did a bit, and I got nothing for it. Um, oh, no. I haven't been back since. And I liked survival, but to me, that's not Streets of Rage, you know? So I, yeah. I don't know. I, it's... Eh, I'm not that bothered about it. I bought it mm. as, as soon as it came out, and I jumped into it straight away, all excited. And I don't know. I feel like I played that game to death when it came out, and I, yeah, I need to leave did. it for a bit before I go back to it. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite heavy. You sort of, yeah. you went a bit streets of ragey. I did. I went. Um, I went mad. You went mad. Um, yeah, fair enough. I've not played it as well. I played that game for review. Did not play it as much as Rich, but you know, <laughs> still played it and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's great. Um, <clears throat> bloody good stuff. This one from Sean Clark. Hi, Rich and Josh. Um, this on the subject of snooty food mascots vis-a-vis oh, yeah. our conversation about Mr. Oh. Peanut. Okay, yeah, yeah good, good. Um, and he says, I'm not sure if he quite qualifies because actually he seems like a nice enough chap along <laughs> the lines of Mr. Ben, but I would put forward the Home Pride Fred mascot. Mr. Ben? What? Do you mean Uncle Ben? Uh, no. Who's Mr. Uh, ben. Mr. Ben's a cartoon fella, and he who goes into shops and yeah. changes his clothes. Yeah, but he's not a food the, mascot. But the, no, the home pride Fred, as a, as a no, I get that. But you said Mr. Ben before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Sean says, I'm not sure if he quite qualifies, and he seems like a nice enough chap along the lines of Mr. Ben. But home fried, home pride Fred always. Yeah, seems and who is Mr. Ben? Is my question. Mr. Ben, he's like um, he's a little. It was like a children's book by David McKee. He wore not, a little bowler hat. But that's not a food mascot. Oh, we talking bowler hat fellas? Oh, okay. No, all he, right. no, he he's just he's just saying he seems like a nice enough chap in a similar fashion to Mr. Ben. Right. But he, he's not. He's not saying. He's not saying. I can only make comparisons to other. He's just saying Home Pride Fred seems like a nice enough chap Don't in you a similar those, fashion to. Do you not remember those insidious adverts where he was turning up in people's bedrooms? No. Home Pride Ooh. Fred. Yeah. They gave him a dark edge. Oh, wow. Made this him sounds like psychotic. Sort of, sort of Grinch Quan territory here. Oh, no, it's absolutely true, though. Not not a dream. They're actual adverts. Jesus. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, the flower grader officially, as my, as my research tells me, that, uh-huh. that's Home Pride Fred, he yeah. always seemed very posh for someone pushing you to make a sausage casserole. It's true. It's a good point. He does seem like a nice chap. Um, he doesn't a give off a snobbish face, vibe. Mm. He's got what? Sorry. He's sort of uh, got a little smile on his face. He's kind a of little smile. Yeah. Similar to the Pillsbury Doughboy. Y- it, yeah. Sort of in that sort of vibe. Of <laughs> gelatinous mm. goo. Yeah. 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 But you know, his little hat. It is a little bit posh, like mm. Mr. Ben, mm-hmm. which I do get. Sure. Um, I did also want to. Uh, he, he's weighing in on the ice cream debate as well. Yeah. Uh, he wants to throw in the mix knobbly bobblies, which I've not had. Oh, ooh! Didn't they have a piece of like a ball of gum stuck to him? I think at the bottom. Are they the ones that had the bubble that's gum? A at screw, the bottom? That's a screwball in it. Huh. I well, anyway, know. 
He says knobbly bobblies, toffee crumbles, which uh, which he recalls getting from the ice cream man. And then he he forgot that they existed until he Google searched them. Mm -hmm. And then he said one of the top dogs of the ice cream world, the zap lolly. Yeah. Um, He said not not to throw shade on any of the others suggested on on the pod so far. All top contenders. Mm -hmm. But zap was always top pick from the uh, from the ice cream man. So I've just remembered... um, my mum's favourite was the strawberry mithy. Do you remember that? Oh no! Yeah, it was like um, sort of a an ice lolly, very similar to the Solero, with a strawberry outer layer and oh. ice cream inside. Interesting. Sort of a cheap Solero. I'll be up for that. I do predates like a Solero. the Solero also. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you like a Zap. Uh, they were alright. Yeah, they were sort of that rocket-shaped lolly, weren't they? That's the one. And yeah. then I actually quite liked the Fab. Do you remember the Fab? Yeah, all hundreds and thousands over, all over yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they that, were pretty that good. That was good shit. Uh, anyway, he says, back to video games and uh, Josh's view on remakes in the case of Dead Space um, and wanting something new. Uh, on a tangent, he he said, I read there's a, new, there's a new Games Master reboot heading to TV, which I do remember hearing about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Who are they um, going to stick in Games Master's place? I forgot. Patrick I Moore. Don't. Oh God, Patrick Stewart. Wasn't they? Wasn't they, was the they rumor talking about Patrick? Patrick? He's not going to do that, is he? I think that was the rumor. Really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> anyway, he says uh, now they're never going to top the Dave Perry moment with obviously Mario sixty four throwing a hissy course, fit on yeah. on TV. Yeah. Um, but he says, are there any video game TV shows you remember from your youth that you'd like back? He says, bad influence springs to mind ex- for me. I was just about to say that. That was yeah, <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue. Bad influence. Yes. That was the first place I saw Sonic 2 and me and my friend wow. were watching it together and we were just like, <gasps> Sonic 2 gameplay, oh my God. Mind blown. Yeah, mm. Violet Berlin and Andy Crane. Classic. Oh, I remember Violet, I remember Violet Berlin. On, yeah. um, she was on G4 TV. Do you remember right. that? Uh, like, I never off- watched it. After that, I remember being into G4 TV when I was a kid. Okay. But if I could bring one back, I, I got a soft spot for Gamesville. Really? Again, which I never was the, that. With, the, with, the, with the games guru. He was a creepy dude, man. Right. He used to give out cheat codes, but he was dressed like Yoda. He had a hood and his eyes were all demonic and they were glowing. Oh, and wow. It was weird stuff. It was, it was on Sky One on Saturday mornings, but it was. But back then. Just anything video game related on TV was fucking nuts. It was really cool. Yeah, so it was. I yeah. just watch it. Um, but yeah, and he says, why? He goes, why isn't there really anything for the kids now outside of YouTube? He says, surely some sort of like Top Gear vibe, except for video games. Like, and then he says, Great British Game Off. So yeah, I mean, maybe this Games Master thing will fill that little that little niche. I think there is Who a knows? Top Gear, a literally a Top Gear gaming show. I think really? it might be on iPlayer. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know why they haven't invited me on it yet. I mean, you know, yeah. what what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and then he yeah. and then he finishes it off by saying, "P.S. Uh, what do I have to do to get a new Jet Set Radio, Sean from Gillingham? I tell you what, you have to do. Is it Gillingham or Gillingham? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Mm. I could be. You wanted me to go there. Should we ask yeah, Sean to keep, you to keep an eye out? For yeah, if you can pop in CX, Sean, see if their um copy that they've got of Professor Layton versus Sphinx writes in good nick like good nick if it's got the manual and everything i think it's about 52 quid which is <laughs> i know yeah i know but that's a good price um, yeah, it's it? about 80 quid on ebay right so um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah let, so let pick, pick that up for rich and rich will wire you the money i will yeah if you happen to pop in <laughs> yeah just uh, just let me know to pop in. i'm good for it 
yeah, I'll tell you what you, you have to do to get a new Jet Set Radio. Keep your eye out for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it looks that really cool. It does look it's, good, doesn't it? They announced a little thing. It's like a timed exclusive on the Switch, but eventually it'll come to everything. But if you want a fix of it, keep your eye out for it. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Just take a look. Uh, I think mm. it might it might scratch your itch. Um, this one from... Which one shall I do? This... Ooh, there's some... We got some. We got some spicy ones, man. I, we, I've still got so many questions on the backup thing. This is. I, I love it. I, I've, I'd love to do a bumper questions episode. Mm, mm. My favourite. Uh, okay, this this one's from Joe Levitt, aka Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. High Pod Team. Yeah. Um, I've just seen that Take Two is working on three remasters or remakes. Hasn't said what they are yet. Um, well, that could be the GTA's, couldn't it? Oh God, yeah, you're right. Mm. It's funny because this question was like a couple of weeks ago, so it yeah. would have been in reference to that, and now we know. Um, uh, and then he says, don't get me wrong, love a remaster. Um, he says, I've poured, recently poured loads of hours into into Demon Souls, but at this point it seems we're seeing an increasing number of remakes. Um, he's kind of using those two uh, phrases pretty interchangeably. I would draw a distinction, but there uh, is, yeah. I know... Th- I know this makes fiscal sense, as it's a known entity, uh, you know, easy money in some ways, but we're almost a year into the new generation of gaming, uh, with less choice than in any of the previous generations. Do you think that the remaster trend will continue, and how do you feel about so many games that aren't really in need of a remaster being worked on? What was wrong with the original Mass Effect games, he says, and what are your favourite slash most warranted remasters? Also... As Josh asked my thoughts on the Caramilk by Dairy Milk, I have tried it, but the lack of biscuit really tarnished my enjoyment in comparison to a gold bar. Would right. love to know your thoughts on a dime bar. Thanks for, oh, thanks for the pod. I love a dime bar. Amazing. I love a dime bar. I love mm. a, I, I bloody love a dime bar. I'll go through a phase of just getting dime bars every time I go to the shop. Just Yeah, another them. thing I've had to wave goodbye to. Sad. Uh, but Sorry. yeah, Rich, what do you reckon? Remakes, remasters, is it uh, going to continue? As, lo- as long as people keep buying them and demanding them, yes, mm. they are going to keep coming. And that that's the reason that Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, is because people were going, we want it. So EA were like, well, you want it, here you go, have it. Here you bloody well go then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, I, I agree. Yeah, I think there is. And sometimes they're brilliant. The, the, the problem is, is that they that usually the ones that are really, really good... They tend to be really, really good as opposed to just decent because of like, be- well, because of time, because like yeah. they chose the right game for yeah. the right time, you know, for mm-hmm. the right re. So something like Resident Evil 2, for instance, it's like, well, it's a remake, but it's completely different from the original I mean, Resident that's, Evil 2. That is know? my favourite sort of a thing, a proper remake that's got new stuff. Because it's yeah. you know it's yeah, revisiting yeah. an old game, but there's a twist, you know. Mm. Yeah, it cha- changes it in a big way, and, yeah. you know. But and then there's other things where it's like it's just a, a sort of straight remaster or an HD version, or, or you know, or something like that. Well, I mean, I would I would describe Demon Souls as a, as a remake. I know it, it's it's like one of those weird. It's kind of like the Shadow of the Colossus thing that yeah. Blue Point al- also did, where it's like, well, it's the old. We haven't fucked with the game at all, but we've just built everything fresh on top of the old code you know so it's kind of i mean i like that too between the two you know yeah 
Oh, no, I, I do as well. Like, sometimes they are just great. Like, they are exactly what you want. But I have to say, you know, it's, it is often about the time. It's weird. I always think of Resident Evil 2002 on the GameCube as probably the best survival horror, or one of... Certainly the best survival horror in Resident Evil series in terms of actually being scary. Mm. Um, but one of the best survival horror games ever. It's bonkers now to think that actually there was only six years between that game and the original Resident Evil. I know, one. right? Like yeah, that's, weird, that isn't blows it? my mind. Because also mm. the res the original Resi remake, the graphics are just stunning. Yeah, I remember. The, yeah, I, I remember buying that with my GameCube, <laughs> sticking that on, and just being like, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah. really knocked yeah. me back." Which really goes to show, right? It doesn't really matter, like. It doesn't matter if it's, that's only six years, and mm-hmm. yet Dead Space is actually like more than six years yeah. from where we are now, and I still feel like it's too soon. And I think years, that has, yeah. yeah, that has to do with the fact that it's just a it's a very particular thing with Dead Space. I just I still think it just holds up really well. It, it it's not something that I thought you know sort of needed to happen, but. I don't know. Short answer, yes, it will continue to to happen because people keep bloody buying. Yeah, well, I mean, in Dead Space's defence, it's going to be a remake as well, so there'll be new material. I mean, cut content. Whether there'll be proper new stuff, I don't know. I don't know. They were talking about like, oh, yeah, we could see old corridors that got cut from the gold version of the original. It's like, well, okay, if if you're re-putting old corridors in, fair enough. If it's actually got, I don't know, whole new stuff in it in a really big way, fair enough. Um, and I'm, yeah, you we'll know, I know I grumble, but I'll play it and I'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And the last one that I will do is uh, from Michael. Thoughts on Sega being the publisher with the most highly rated games on Metacritic this generation? That mm. whole, they put out 10 Yakuza games instead of 10 Sonic games, and that plan seemed to go very well. Well, keep making Yakuza games is what I'd say. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of them. You yeah, know, I was yeah. playing. I've been playing Judgment again the past mm. couple of weeks. And judge Eyes, yes, indeed, yeah. Project Judge, um, mm. and I just I find it amazing that they can keep going back to the same city, Camarocho, change it a little bit, and I'll lap it up. <laughs> and I don't know any other game that does that. That yeah has the same environment. But I'm happy to go back there every single yeah. time. It's, it's only weird, been isn't it? done like the New York in Spider Man. I was completely happy to go back with well, Miles Morales, but there's only been two of them. Whereas Yakuza's done it, yeah, loads. About 150. Like, I'm times. sort of, yeah, I'm slightly. I feel slightly upset if Camarocho's not in it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird, isn't it? You, any other game, you'd be like, oh, this is lazy, lazy. Mm. But um, yeah, it's like expected. I guess it's like it's because it's a soap opera, and it's because you get so used to it'd be like watching EastEnders, but they're not in the square, you know. Do you know what's weird though? Is I still get lost. I still don't know. So do I. Yeah, I I have to say, I do. Camarocho is a a, a fond setting in my brain, Mm -hmm. but I can't just cruise around on autopilot like I can in like Liberty City in GTA Three. Like it doesn't imprint itself. Mm. It's so dense and intricate. Well I know that the champion district is over to the northeast. I know where Tenkaichi Street is. I know Mm. where the batting cages are and all that. I know I know the main landmarks. But it's when you start getting a general direction. Then Mm. then I start to struggle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, right. A, anyway, that'll have to just game. about do us. I think yeah. um, 
more questions next week, of course. Sorry if I didn't read yours out. They're on the list. Uh, I mean, you didn't answer yourself... mine, Josh. Oh, yeah. Will you marry, uh, would I marry a robot? <laughs> I probably would, yeah, yeah, depending on what sort of... Yeah, mm. yeah. let sure, us know if not? you'd marry a robot next week. We'll answer the question <laughs> posed by loose women. Yeah, exactly. Um, get yourself off Snapchat. Get yourself off Instagram. Get on Twitter, at RichieW82, at JoshyWise, mm. at VideoGamer.com. Mm. Questions, theories, mm-hmm. comments, queries. Get them in. Yeah. Uh, email me, podcast at videogamer.com. Yeah, do rambles, that. cheeky rambles, quandaries. Get on over to uh, to videogamer.com. Leave some sexy comments. Yeah, leave um, some comments. There's, there's nothing on there. I keep going on looking for comments and no one's leaving looking comments. For, looking for anger. Do you know how hard it was to add comments to the site? <laughs> no, do you know what? Go on there. Leave nice comments because it's a no. clean slate. Nice little tabula mm. rasa on video gamer. You can, you know, say that's nice a, stuff. That's a, ni- a nice use of the um, Latin. Thanks of the la- of the Latin there. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Wouldn't it be amazing if video gamer was like a bastion of just niceness? Lots of nice yeah. comments. Be like, I let's all go to would. video gamer. They're nice there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are nice. I-, I will say that much. Yeah. Mm. I had um, I had a nice back and forth uh, with the chat. With a chap who commented on the thing I wrote about the Steam Deck, that was quite nice. No, oh, nice. And That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was, and he sort of, we made a deal where he had to go and play Breath of the Wild, yeah. and I had to play the uh, HD remasters of Shenmue. Get back oh, to him. So right, yeah. It's quite okay. a nice little little chat. So you know, magic like that can happen. Sure. Loving it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is there? Oh, thanks to Adam Cook, Andy B, Colin Mahern for the stings for the musical stings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think that'll just about do us. It's it's you'll we'll see you again next week. It's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Richmond. See you next time. Bye.